HTYL season six, March. Go, Dave. That's better. Thank you. Hello, internet listener. Thank you for punching up HTWOW, otherwise known as High Tea with Old Waver. It is a music and beer podcast. It is a monthly, and it is featuring myself, Dave Lane, and my good friend, Toby Pipes. Hi, Toby. Hello, Dave. And we join you every month to play you some of the hottest, freshest jams, also to play you some of our favorite stuff from days gone by. And uh, this pod is just the tip of the iceberg. We also have a special secret after-party pod that is subscription only. And I'd like to take a moment to tell you about that right now. Perfect. It is called HTWOW After Dark. And it is the after-party of this, which we call the proper pod. This is the pod that is for the general public. But for those patrons that love HTWOW so much that they give us a little bit of their money, just a little, uh, they get an extra podcast every month that is twice the number of tunes, and it's twice as lit because we are so wasted. And it's great fun. I encourage you to check it out if you'd like. You can go to patreon.com and search HTWOW, or you can go to oldwaver.com and click on premium and click through there. And for as little as $5 a month, you get the extra secret After Dark Pod. You also get some merch, and you also become one of our best friends because we value money more than anything. True. Thank you in advance. On to the pod. Huzzah! <laughs> Tipping the scales at like 277 or right. something. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, now I am hovering around 250. That's awesome. And I'm trying to get down like somewhere. Like two twenty-five ish. It's the goal. Man, that's so. that's speedo time. I know. Yeah, dude. I will. I will go shirt off this summer. No problem. No problem. Cannonball. Food processors are great. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 
holiday Somewhere in the sun With all the people who are waiting There never seems to be one Say something! Say something! Ow! Ow! Heck yeah, bros. It is time for HTWOW episode 68. High tea with Old Waver, the March 2023 edition. We thank you for being here. We thank you for jamming some blur with us. Ow! <laughs> this is our HTL album of the month, Blur's second record, which turns 30 this year. It's amazing. Modern Life is Rubbish, the first of their British Life trilogy, along with Park Life and, uh, oh, what was the other one? Uh, did you the, say leisure? No, no, no. With the the um, the dude bi- diving off the boat. Great Escape. Yeah, the Great Escape. Great it, record. That was the trilogy: Modern Life is Rubbish, Park Life, and The Great Escape. Mm. It all started with that album, Modern Life is Rubbish, in 1993. Mm-hmm. And uh. Underrated, overlooked at the time. But really was. Chock full of jams. I don't think they picked the right singles for that one. Yeah, they really didn't. When you, uh, when you, because that was definitely play the whole album kind of thing. And we didn't get any of the singles over here. But um, over there, they did, they just picked some weird ones for the singles. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, but that was a tune called Advert. And that's one of the hot jams that uh, we love in retrospect. And uh, if you're feeling that, then you can win a vinyl copy of Modern Life is Rubbish from our vinyl sponsor, PositiveSpin.com. Positive with a Z. Uh, just go on there and look for the banner that says the HTWOW Album of the Month and give them an email address and you have surprisingly good odds to win. This, of course, is... The HTL podcast. It stands for High Tea with Old Waver. He is the High Tea part. He's Toby. Hello. Hi, Toby. Hi. And uh, if you're confused, he's not High Tea in that he does like lots of roids and he has rage. Although he is ripped. I am he ripped. Does, he does work out and and also take hot saunas in his garage. But he's high T because he's fancy. I'm fancy. 
you know, it's it's like high tea at Harrods, which you've had. Because I'm fancy. And uh, I am the old waver part because I'm old and I like new wave music. So that explains all that. And this is a song swap and a beer swap. We play two songs apiece and we also drink beers together. But, you know, that part of it has kind of uh, suffered as of late because I am on a restrictive diet that uh, does not allow me very many carbs uh-huh. And so uh, I'm not allowed to drink very much beer. And also, we haven't had a chance to do too many of these uh, in person. And so that was always kind of the fun thing is uh, cracking open some brews together. And so I don't know what you're drinking tonight. I'm just drinking some uh, vodka soda just to... to uh, Mm-hmm. lube myself up a little bit yeah i've had a beer i'm probably gonna have another and then i'll probably get back on, you know get on your vodka train you can't get vodka soda at good friend package but you can get beer there and they still are our beer sponsor and one of these days i will go back over there and say hi to matt and josh and get beers um but if you would like to do so go visit them at 1155 pv avenue in Far East Dallas, Casa Linda, grab yourself some breakfast, some lunch, or go across the street and have some lunch or some dinner mm-hmm. at uh, Good Friend Beer Garden and Burger Bar. They are such good dudes, and uh, we appreciate their support. And you can uh, you can get a vodka there. You can get a vodka at the Beer Garden, uh-huh. even, though, even though they have lots of beers on tap, and you'll be tempted to get a beer because they have such a great selection. Uh-huh. You can get a vodka soda. If you're so inclined. If you're watching your waistline. You look great, yes. by the way, Dave. Thank you. Thank you. Look, you. you look I've, full of life. I've kind of uh, stalled out. It's it's a little bit circumstantial because we just had spring break. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that later as I, I went to Universal and Disney in Orlando. But I had to... Uh, I had to deal with the diet on the vacation. That's tough. And I did a I did a real good job. Like I actually lost some weight on vacation, but then when I got back home, I partied maybe a little bit too hard over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of I've kind of broken even like the last 2 weeks. I've I haven't given any ground back, but I haven't made any progress. So I'm like 10 weeks in, and I've lost like almost 30 pounds. That's so. pretty amazing. Yeah, you came out of the out of the gates running, so it's okay. Yeah, to, well, it's okay to have a little coast for a second. Yeah, I, I also kind of um, plumped myself up over the holidays intentionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, knowing that the last 10 pounds that I packed on would come off pretty easy, and they yeah. did. Um, but yeah, now we're getting down to the nitty gritty where you actually have to be disciplined and work. And, uh, so yeah, I need to, I need to, uh, tighten things up a little bit cause I have a ways to go for my goal, but, uh, I do feel, and according to, uh, objective observers, I do look better. You do look better. You look fantastic. I, I am not, um, a, uh, disgusting, <laughs> What was your goal again, 40? No, like 50 plus. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I, like I said, I, I, uh, 
I went hard over the holidays because I I knew that I was going to be doing this in January. Mm-hmm. And so I think when I started, I was tipping the scales at like 277 or right. something. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, now I am hovering around 250. That's awesome. And I'm trying to get down like somewhere like 225-ish is the goal. Man, that's that's speedo time. I know. Yeah, dude, I will will go shirt off this summer, no problem. No problem, cannonball. So, yeah, this is a song swap and a beer swap. And um, uh, even though we're not drinking beer, we do get a little bit tanked uh, just, you know, for fun. It's fun. We're not alcoholics. No. Or, or at least we're high-functioning alcoholics. But we do encourage you to um, drink along if you're so inclined. Uh, because we tend to get a little uh, verbose and silly. And I think that if you're a little buzzed, it probably would make our conversation more tolerable. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, we do have some stuff to get to later. As I mentioned, uh, spring break stuff. Toby's got some uh, plans that we need to talk about. I've got some plans that we need to talk about. And we also need to lay some groundwork for our big sixth anniversary celebration. Uh, But let's go ahead and kick down a jam to get us started. I always get to play the first one. Jam. And uh, I am playing new stuff, um, but I'm playing this first jam from a... I guess they're not a, a legacy HTWOW band, but they are definitely, of the last uh, 20 years, a, uh, a favorite of mine. I don't know how you feel about them, but uh, I speak of M83, Anthony Gonzalez and his uh, little kind of shoegaze dream pop project. They just put out a brand new record called Fantasy, and... Um, I don't know if you've listened to any of it. No. I like them, and I think it's cool that they would want to do an Aldo Nova tribute. (laughs) No. Because that's pretty cool. It does have the same name as an Aldo Nova song, but it is not a tribute to. They don't ever sing that song. No, they sure don't. Mm. I like M83. I feel like... They become invisible. It's like they're around, and then they're, you just don't hear about them. Like, you've seen them on tour. Yes, a couple times. Okay. I don't know. Like, when's the last time they put out something? I feel like they haven't been around in a while. Um, I, I'm looking it up real quick. Uh-huh. I've always liked them. They're all, I mean, they, let's face it, they're right up our alley. Yeah, I mean, they have just enough shoegaze, just enough Synth. keyboards in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of hit all of the right notes. Just sometimes they, uh, I don't know, get a little cheesy or get a little introspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last... Like full length record was 2016. Okay, yeah, it's which been a was while. called which was called Junk. They put out um, DS 
VII, which was like um, kind of like a, I guess, a soundtrack that came out in 2019. It's short for Digital Shades Volume Two. Okay. And so yeah, it it was. I guess it's a record, but it's it was kind of like um, inspired by video games, and it was a <laughs> sequel to an earlier project. So I don't I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess it counts, but I don't I didn't listen to it. Um, you know, they're they're big ones. Uh, Before the Dawn Heals Us in 2005, uh, Saturday's Equal Youth in 2008, and then Hurry Up, We're Dreaming in 2011. That's the one that has Midnight City on it. Mm -hmm. Um, So this one just came out in um, March of 2023, and this is the March episode. Um, So I figured uh, we should play a jam from it. I have not spent a ton of time with the record, but there are a few songs that jumped out at me. And then you helped me uh, narrow it down for the one that we're going to play. It's track 10 of 13 tracks. It's called Sunny Boy. Yeah. I like that And I think, uh, you know, all of these songs, they're kind of, they're on the long side and they are sometimes slow burns or they have kind of uh, multiple parts. Um, But, you know, it's a mood. Yeah. You got to hang with it. Yeah, M83 is a mood, so let's uh, check it out. This is Sunny Boy from Fantasy on HTWOW.
How's that feel? That's cool. That was a journey. That that went a lot of places. Yeah, it really did. And uh, most of the places it took us, I really thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, I like it. That's gonna be a um, that's gonna be a good live show. You can already yeah. tell what's going on there. Yeah, they play uh, in April at House of Blues, and I, for the first time, well, maybe not the first time, but the first time in a long time, I actually bought balcony seats. Oh, okay. Because I because I figured there's gonna be a lot of chill moments in the show, and uh-huh. it might be nice to be able to sit. What? Uh, who's who's touring with them? I don't know. Huh. I'm not sure. It is a weird Sunday night. I've, I was thinking about maybe taking the daughter, but I, don't, I still have no idea. I mm-hmm. may just end up eating the extra ticket and going solo. Who but knows? Who I'm, knows? I might be in town, Dave. All right. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see M83 because they do put on a great show. And, I mean, even though his name is Gonzalez, he's French. And I think that gets an extra pass for me. Yeah. Just, you know, anytime things get a little cheesy or overwrought, I just remember, well, he's French. <laughs> is there, is there any other nationality that you give, you give leeway? Um, I, I mean, in different ways. Sure. Yeah. Like, like, which, so you would be like, well, he's Danish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's English. <laughs> You could pretty much do that with with anybody. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I I, uh, I do like M eighty three, and I don't I don't have like a super uh, definitive feeling about this record. I don't think it's quite as immediate as some of the previous ones. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to take a while for me to really uh, spend enough time to where I understand my feelings for it. <laughs> It's like you're it's like you're going out with a bunch of different girls right now and you're just yeah. it's like you're the bachelor. Uh-huh. And and you and you're you just you like this girl, but you don't have any definitive you're Yeah, not I mean sure I, yet. I'm looking forward to spending a night in the fantasy suite with fantasy. Mhm. Oh, I see what see, you did there. And seeing how it goes. Mm. Seeing if if I finish. Man, um Aldo Nova's good. Yeah. We've played that. Was, that that was probably the best Aldo Nova cover I've ever heard. <laughs> um, we've played that on the After Dark, haven't we? Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. Almost, I knew he did. Starts off with that sweet helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And what's he doing now? I don't know. Yeah, because the dude was Aldo Nova, right? Yeah, he's Aldo Nova. Looks like he would always be... Like related to Leather Tuscadero or something. I know. I always thought that that was just the name of the band. No, I thought he was. I thought that was him. Yeah, no, it's his name, Aldo Nova. Yeah. His birth name, Aldo Capriocio. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, He's still alive. He's 66. Sweet. Life is just a fantasy. Too bad we've already played it. Mm-hmm. Hey, what can we do? 
Well, what's going on? Are you going to tell me about this Disney thing, or are we going to wait? Do you want me to play something? And then yeah, can... let, let's get the next jam cooking. Okay. Uh, and then I'll I'll tell you some stuff afterwards. But um, you have not tipped your hand one bit. You have not let me know what you're thinking about. Well, I knew I was going to play this one first. Um, but the other, for the second one, I'm just going to game time it. But this one, have you ever heard of uh, Hannah Jidago? Montana? No, not as good. Hannah Jidago? Jidago. J-A-D-A-G-U. How would you say that? Jidago? Jidago. Hannah Jidago. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Where do you think she would be from? Um, from Norway? No, she is from Mesquite. Really? Yeah, and she's really young, and she just got signed to Sub Pop. You're kidding. No, I think it's Sub Pop. Um, how, she... does a, how does a chick from Mesquite get signed to Sub Pop? Well, if you keep looking in, it gets weirder and weirder. But um, the jams are good. I think her first thing she released, she just did with like the iPhone gig thing that you plug in, <laughs> like with the, you plug a guitar straight in, and she recorded it on her phone. But she's good. Yeah, she did get uh, signed to Sub Hop. Mm-hmm. And I think right now she is in her first year at NYU, and she's just putting out tunes. Wow, she <laughs> recorded her entire EP on an iPhone Seven. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but not this stuff, I don't think. Okay. I could be wrong, but still. You can do a lot with your phone these days, Dave. Yeah, and I mean, an iPhone 7, that's like what Dale has, right? <laughs> or did he finally get a new phone? I, I didn't know he was holding out. We're, we're on like the 15 now, or the 14. Yeah, he's, uh, okay, so the 7. Well, she's really good. I can't wait for you to hear it. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, just some girl in Mesquite. And so you're just wondering, like, how do you just bypass playing and getting big and that? Like, we would have heard of her if she was any part of the music scene, surely, right? Yeah, how... Do... Okay, so she's been putting music on SoundCloud. So somebody from Sub Pop heard her stuff on soundcloud and we're like hey do you want to sign to our label i guess i have no idea that's nuts yeah i don't even understand music anymore <laughs> no but i want you to hear it because obviously she has you know she's got a look and i want you to see what it sounds like okay okay so what's the name of the tune it's what you did but yeah, she looks really cool, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy this. She looks uh, very Gen Z mm -hmm. with her with her braids and her nose ring. Yes, she's got a wonderful voice. Let's hear it. All right, here we go, Hannah Jadegu, What you did.
What do you think about that? Dude, that's wild. That's totally not what I expected looking at her. <laughs> no. <laughs> Man, I was I was expecting something a little bit more whispery, uh -huh. like, you know, kind of moody. I did not expect kind of, I mean, that's very much at home on Sub Pop. Yeah, I just, I think the drums and that weird bass sound and all that is clever. It's really cool. Yeah, I pulled up the video for the tune uh -huh. and, and was just looking at it in the background. And it looks like when she went to NYU, she found a couple of Nolans. Okay, all right. To, to play with her. <laughs> I was wondering if Nolan somehow recorded some of this. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. That's our, our friend Nolan who lives in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, so she she is a, an African-American girl, very pretty with long braids. And then, yeah, she's got a couple of kind of uh, nerdy white dudes in her band. Mm -hmm. um, but that sounds great. Yeah, it's super cool. And she's got another tune off of this new one called um, Warning Sign. And that one's even newer than this one. I'm, you know, they're just on the same little thing. It's another single. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it uh, it's super cool, too. You're going to... You, you need to check into this. Yeah, so the full-length record comes out in May. So the album is entitled Aperture. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. So it's her first full length. So her uh, EP, her first EP um, from when she was just graduating high school, that's the one that was recorded on the iPhone 7. So <laughs> this, re this record actually was recorded in a studio. But um, yeah, that's, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I um I wonder what point you have to get at on a success level to where you just can't go to school anymore for a while. Yeah, I don't know. Like I wonder if Sub Pop's like, uh, I don't really care about your English paper. We we need you to tour the West Coast. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna do any like festival stuff in the summer or what let's see we'll look at the tour dates oh she's doing um tree fort music festival in boise in march and mind the gap festival in salt lake city in august and that's all she has so far okay at least on this page but <laughs> we'll see surely they're going to book her on some stuff to support the record. Yeah. Dude, I love it. I, I love, I love unexpected. Um, I don't know, just unexpected pleasures. Mm -hmm. And I also like you, I love the fact that there are kids doing this. Yeah. It's awesome. I think it's really cool. Um, you can tell exactly the kind of stuff she grew up listening to and it's awesome yeah well maybe when we do h2l fest because she's a hometown artist and uh we discovered her you discovered her <laughs> yeah. um yeah then maybe she will uh join the bill yeah 
We'll get we'll get her down here. Let's go. Get back home. Oh, speaking of plans, I did want to throw this out there, and we it, we touched on it before we started recording, and I, I want to throw it out there because I want accountability. I, I want to make myself follow up on this. So we've talked a lot. I don't know that we've talked a lot about it on the pod, but we've talked a lot about it amongst ourselves, how we really, really think it's overdue for a uh, an HTWOW screening of Depeche Mode 101. Yes. That of all the movies that we could screen with our friends, that 24-hour party people and Depeche Mode 101 are easily the top two. Yes, for sure. But 101 would be number one. And so I was thinking to give myself enough lead time to make it happen um, and also to coincide with our anniversary. So last August, for our fifth anniversary, we did a live show at good friend Beer Garden and Burger Bar. So I'm thinking this year for our August pod, for our sixth anniversary, we should do a live taping at Alamo Draft House and do a screening of 101. So I have like the info of the dude to book it, but he is yet to return any of my emails or texts. So I think maybe I need to go talk to somebody at the Lake Highlands Alamo. Uh-huh. Like talk to the manager of that place. Yeah. Cuz I cuz I think even if like they don't um they don't support us doing it, like they don't give us the room for free, right. you know, they don't make it part of their calendar, I think we can at least like do it on uh consignment, right? Yeah. Like we we can front the money for the screen and then, you know, hopefully enough people would come to offset the investment. Um but yeah, so I need to get on that. I think it would be really fun if we recorded the pod there mm-hmm. and then everybody piled in and watched the movie together. Yeah. And uh and it would make sense because you know, the second leg of the Depeche Mode North American tour starts in August, September. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're doing their their second Texas swing. They're playing in San Antonio this spring, but then they play Dallas, Austin, Houston in the fall. So mm-hmm. I think it would be cool to do like a Depeche Mode um, anniversary episode. What do you think about that? I think that sounds fantastic. I got a... Um... I got a correction on Instagram from somebody from the last pod. Really? Yeah. They, we, they, we give some bad Depeche Mode information? <laughs> they uh, they love the pod and loved all the, the new Depeche Mode stuff. But um, they were just letting me... Because remember, we were wondering if when the first time he brought the guitar out. Oh, right. And they were they took screenshots of at 101. It's, it was behind the wheel. Oh, okay. And he, yeah, because we did we did think that there was some guitar on music for the masses, but, but couldn't really remember. I just didn't remember it from the show. But I think yeah. he does start off with David Gahan up top, 
and he's backstage with it in the dressing room. Right. So those were the screenshots that I got sent. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't mind it. That well, yeah, that they were I listening. Mean, I, and, yeah, they care enough to uh, to reach out. So that's awesome. Yeah, love it. But they mentioned the uh, when we talked about the movie thing and how cool that would be. That would be awesome. It would be almost like we're all watching a concert. That I saw it in the theater when it first came out, and at the end of it, every, it was like a we were all at a show. It was awesome. Yeah, people like dancing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Everyone was up clapping, going crazy at the end. It was really cool. Yeah, I did not see it in the theater at the time. Um, I'm trying to think. So we did see. Um, Whatever the the Depeche Mode movie was for uh, Spirit, mm-hmm. you remember they they did that concert film. Mm-mm. I don't uh, remember that. Yeah, I mean it was a collab with Anton Corbin, their visual collaborator, and so it was following all their fan like different fans from around the world and their stories of how they came to love Depeche Mode, and then it ended with a show in Berlin, maybe. Oh, yeah. I remember this now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was okay, but it was not 101. Mm-hmm. But I did I did see that in the theater, and it was not, it was not like we were at a live show, because there was too much interstitial stuff. Right. Too much talking. Right. Um, and then I did see... I did see there was a like a Chemical Brothers. Um, it wasn't a live event, but it was like a one night only. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was like maybe their like Fuji Rock show from 2012, or I don't know even know what it was. But I think I, I remember I, you doing this. Yeah, I did yeah. go to that and got super lit, and uh, I may have I may have danced in my seat. There were people dancing in the aisles. Um, but yeah, that would be super awesome to uh, have a bunch of our HTL friends and uh, watch that extremely underrated movie. So I will I will do my best to get on that. Mm-hmm. The other thing I want to talk about here is, um, you know, now that I am on the, the ticket full time, mm-hmm. I, I have more ticket responsibilities and opportunities and one of those is coming up very soon we are uh, in the uh, March H2O episode and coming up very shortly is the April Fool's Open (laughs) and if you have never listened to the ticket or you don't know what the April Fool's Open is it is a golf tournament it is I think it's just a three hole golf tournament Um, but it's a bunch of people, employees at the ticket that don't play golf mm-hmm. to see who the best of the worst is. Right. And and since I am new and I have not picked up a club in like 20 years, yeah, there is I some qualify. rule, right? Yeah, there. Okay, that's it. 20 years or something. It's well, it's not. It's not a like. Uh, it's not a hard and fast number, mm-hmm. but it's just you know you can't have played a round of golf in recent memory in a long you, in time a, yeah and it's not like you you can't go play top golf or you can't go to the range or something you know you've got to be in 
going into it completely cold turkey. Okay. And I I have not picked up a club in I can't tell you how long. I, I did talk to Bob. He's going to let me borrow his club. So at least I will have clubs that are long enough uh-huh. for me. Well, so, but the people that played last year can play. Yeah, was it last? I don't know if it was last year or if it was pre-pandemic. I think the last time they did it was like three years ago. Oh, okay. Because it's the one with the best George laugh ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah where he can't yeah. stand it. Yeah, when uh, one of the guys, the the board op at the time for the morning show, he uh, had a three-inch putt and he left it short. And <laughs> George, the host of the morning show, could not contain his he laughter. Could contain his uh, play-by-play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the defending champion is Ty Walker, and he is defending his title. But there's nine of us in the field, I believe. And uh, so... Not only do we participate in the event, but we have to have a caddy. Mm-hmm. And so I texted you earlier today to see if you wanted to be my caddy. I'm in. So we could have a, you know, H2L represent. I mean, the, uh, aren't you April supposed Fools to have open. somebody, though, that knows about golf? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter? No, okay. it does not matter. Because I would think that we might be on the same exact level. Or yeah, you're, you're better than me. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. I'll, well, as I will explain, when it comes down to the actual event, that you you live in a country club <laughs> neighborhood, so therefore I had never played golf one time yeah. at the golf course. Yeah, but still, that that makes you qualified enough yeah. to be my caddy. I I get that. I'll, I'll be. I'll have a lot of information for you. Okay, good. I'll carry one of those booklets around, but just kind of draw little cartoon characters. In it. <laughs> yeah, just show it to me. <laughs> yeah, show the little like, sketch you just made. Look at my guy. <laughs> look at this guy. Look at He's my guy laughing. Did. Look at him. He's like sucking on his toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be fun. Let's do it. Yeah, I did. Um, I did today order some accessories online okay so i part of the april fool's open is looking the part yeah are you going with the short pants the, uh... no no so some people some people do like the Payne stewart thing yeah. like the knickers whatever um i decided to do like i hopefully by in three or Two or three weeks, whenever it is, uh, I will be even more svelte than I am now. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'll be looking good. And I do have like some uh, some golf pants. Wow. That I, I mean, they're, I didn't buy them for golf. I just bought them because they were comfortable. Uh, but they are by a golf brand. What, what is a golf pant? Uh, well, it's just like a um, kind of like an action pant. They look like slacks, but they're like kind of a stretchy, that stretchy per- performance fabric. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So I I already have pants and I already have a shirt. Uh-huh. Um, and I have some shoes that I can wear because evidently golf shoes nobody wears spikes anymore. Not even soft spikes. That it doesn't even matter. Like I was looking at golf shoes and they look just like regular shoes. 
Yeah, why is that? Do people not need grip anymore? Or they never I don't know. It? Like I don't Yeah, I guess they never needed it, but people just liked clip clopping around on spikes, thinking well, that they sounded real cool. Why what's the deal? Like why all of a sudden did they all like because uh, a lot of people s made people stop using them because they were tearing up the greens and so then they went with the soft and then eventually did people just show up and forget their shoes and go oh you know what we don't even need those yeah i think they were just like these soft spikes do nothing i'll just wear comfortable shoes <laughs> <laughs> well i don't get it then like what yeah i don't know i don't know so i have some shoes that i can wear uh, that will be, you know, a, a fashion statement. Mm. And so then I, so today I bought a belt to match those shoes. Sweet. Um, and then I also bought a hat. Okay. Um, like a, uh, kind of a mesh snapback, but it's that same golf brand as, as the shirt and the pants. Okay. So you're not going like cowboy hat. No, uh, it's like, uh, you know, snapback with stripes on the front it's yeah. a Tra travis matthew is the brand nice i don't and, know what and, that is but and then i also bought a uh, a glove golf glove yeah, hell yeah you gotta have that yeah so it's all gonna be coordinating uh and it's all the same brand so i'm gonna look like a golf douchebag basically okay i think we got a plan i think we yeah. got a plan we got a plan and i do feel do you know where you're playing uh, I don't remember. Okay, so all right. I don't remember. Um, but it's on a Thursday, so hopefully you can make it up. Yeah, I think I can do that. That's like the Thursday before Easter. Yes. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's do it. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, I feel like even though I haven't played in forever, that and and even when I did play, I was terrible. I feel like a, enough. Enough muscle memory will kick in uh -huh. that I that I can at least be better than all the other terrible people. Okay, yeah. From what it sounds, because I listened to that lot, the where, whenever the other one was, and they were bad, like really bad at golf. Yeah, I mean, I'm not allowed to hit any balls, do any kind of warm up until like that day. Like you can go to the range that day. I think that day. I think I, I think we're allowed to go to the range, and I don't know if there's a time limit, but you can at least kind of try out some clubs and <laughs> kind of kind of see which ones you can maybe hit. Well, it'd be good to know distance because it's been so long. Yeah. How would you even know what you're hitting like a five iron? I don't know. It, it Who would know? It doesn't matter. <laughs> It does not matter. So there's only three holes because if not, it would last forever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, that, that's what I figured. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'm glad you're on board. I'm on and, board. Let's uh, do this. And we will report back in the next pod and let you know <laughs> if I am... The champ? The champion. Okay. All right, so let's play another tune. And this is... Um, this is an artist that I have followed for a long time and um, actually have interacted with on, on the Twitter. Wow. So I, so I feel like we're um, kind of sort of internet friends, but mm. not really. And we did play the first single from the record on the After Dark. 
Okay. Uh, but now the full record is out, and uh, there is a really hot jam that I want to play. So the artist is called Frankie Rose, and she is from uh, Brooklyn, um, as is our friend Nolan. Mm-hmm. And so she was uh, an original member of Dum Dum Girls. She also That's was right. in now, Chris- now I remember. Yeah, she yeah. was also in Crystal Stilts and another band called Vivian Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she also uh, did a couple of solo records and her second full-length Interstellar that came out in 2012 was really good. It kind of had some uh, Echo and the Bunnymen type vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, she also in... 2017 did a cover version of the entire 17 seconds record by the cure that's right yep yeah so Mm -hmm. um but she just came out with her seventh solo record love as projection and uh i am super into it this is her kind of uh synth pop record so the song that we played on the after dark was 16 ways mm-hmm. which is a which is a great tune and it's the first tune on the record but i would like to play track 9 of the 10 track album called come back let's get it this is frankie rose on hdwow
really good i had some dead or alive vibes yeah what's what's her uh live setup look like what, what's she doing i have no idea i've never seen her and i and i definitely don't know how she's gonna be doing this record you know i think she had like a four piece okay. for her previous stuff because that's I don't a know lot of uh, synth a lot of things going on yeah yeah now the closest that she is coming to Dallas is Austin. She'll be in Austin on May nineteenth. Um, but I did double check. She has not, as of right this second, unfollowed me on Twitter. So we're still friends. Well, that's nice. Yeah. So I'm guessing so, she didn't do South by Southwest. No, I don't believe so. It feels like a lot of people don't really do that. Like they used to. Yeah. It's weird. Our friends because did. Some of them, yeah. We, um, no, we got an email. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Causeway was at South by mm -hmm. Southwest. I don't know for multiple shows or just a one off. But, but I'm uh, like, I'm usually down there and that stinks. I know. Yeah. They, they let us know that they would be in Texas, but. They did not uh, schedule anything around their appearance at South by Southwest. That Allison's self-deprecating response was that they're not cool enough to book anywhere else. <laughs> to but book <laughs> that's yeah, they definitely are cool enough. They just it's expensive. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're they're also saving it for HT Wildfest. HT mm -hmm. Wildfest is going to be a monster. But yeah, I, I really like the new Frankie Rose record. It's out on uh, Slumberland Records, which is a great New York label. Mm -hmm. And um, I encourage everyone to check it out. And like I said, the dude, she hasn't put out a ton of stuff uh, in recent years, but that Interstellar record in 2012 was really, really good. I remember digging it a lot at the time. 
And I think this new record's really good. Frankie Rose. Yeah, bro. Well, speaking of synth bands, Dave. Yes. How was New Order? Oh, yeah. Uh, we haven't talked since then. I mean, I saw um, some clips that uh, Jeff K put up. Yeah. I took some videos, but uh, his videos were way better, so I didn't even bother posting what I took. Um, yeah, they played at the, the factory in Deep Ellum, and it was... So I had seen... Like, post-COVID, I've seen a couple of shows at the factory. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I saw The Smile, the Radiohead offshoot band. Right. And that The Smile and New Order were equally oversold. Like, oh, okay. Just incredibly crowded. Impossible to move around. Impossible to get a drink. Uh, impossible to find a good vantage point. And so the first quarter of the show was trying to figure out how to actually enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then once uh, Dale and I found a spot and then my force field went to work mm-hmm. and <laughs> we ended up with a, a huge area in which to operate. Uh, it was great. I thought that they were really into it. You know, they were a keynote speaker mm-hmm. at South by Southwest. That's the whole reason they did this little mini tour. So they just did uh, Dallas, Houston, and New Orleans. And then they didn't even, I don't think they even played a show in Austin. They just did their speaking engagement there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they just, they seemed totally into it. Um, they sounded great. The set list was good. Um, they saved Joy Division stuff for the encore. They did uh, Atmosphere and Level Terrace Apart. That was that was the encore. Scale back situation or full light show or no full light show. They they used a lot of the same videos um, on the screen behind them that they used when I saw them in Chicago okay. back in the fall. Um, so yeah, it was a full production and, uh, everything sounded good. (laughs) There was, uh, one point where Phil Cunningham, the second guitar player, Mm -hmm. I can't remember what song it was, (laughs) but the tech, the guitar tech came out and gave him a guitar and, um, man, I I wish I could remember what, what tune it was, but (laughs) It, I mean, the first note that he hit, it was obvious that it was extremely out of tune, mm-hmm. or or it was tuned to a different. Thing. It was not the correct tuning for that uh-huh. song. Yeah, and and he like <laughs> he had this puzzled look on his face, and like kind of was checking all the strings to see what was going down, and then just took it off. <laughs> yeah, and was like, yeah, "You got to give me another one." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean. It, Unless you were watching, you wouldn't have noticed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that, that was the only real flub that I saw. Otherwise, they looked really well rehearsed. And they, like I said, they looked like they were having a lot of fun. And I did see um, Gillian Gilbert and Stephen Morris. I think they were maybe staying 
at the Ritz Carlton in Uptown or the Crescent or something or the Crescent somewhere around there because yeah. I saw them uh, like the day before the show walking down McKinney Avenue in Dallas mm-hmm. and they they it looked like they were trying to find a restaurant like maybe they were meeting somebody or they had looked up a place where they wanted to go eat lunch and so I almost locked them up on McKinney Avenue and threw it in park and ran over and accosted them, but I didn't. You guys and looking so, for breadwinners? But the time, by the time I parked and uh, walked around to try and find them, they were nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. So I I missed the opportunity to uh, meet some of my heroes, it's but okay. uh, they did look extremely old and like doddering. Mm-hmm. You know, they looked like an old English couple on vacation in Dallas. Well. The videos that that I saw of the show, yeah, they're uh, they're looking like some parents up there on stage right now. Every, yeah, everybody I mean, is like Bernard yeah. is uh, he's something. <laughs> yeah, he's getting up there, and uh, Stephen wears like the Coke bottle glasses. Uh, he's always been tall, skinny guy though, so he always looks like a rock star guy. Yeah. And Gillian just, she's kind of given up. She just wears uh-huh. like matching like shorts and shirts that are the same color. Uh-huh. She always kind of looked a little momish up there anyway, but that was the cool look of it is that, you know, they're new order and then there's this mom looking lady playing the synths. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was it was a great show and I, I did see tons of people there and i i had grand plans to meet uh, i probably knew like 30 people that went to that show but i only saw maybe a handful uh-huh. be- because it was so crowded and because all of the best laid plans of let's meet here or you know let's watch you know the show together or whatever it all fell apart because yeah. it was just so crowded but fun times bro that's it, good. It, That's good. And I, w- I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, just about in the last year. So we went, all of us, to uh, Vegas last summer and uh-huh. saw Morrissey. And then just saw New Order. Well, I saw them in the fall. Just saw them again. The Cure is coming this spring. Depeche and then mode. Depeche Mode in the fall. I mean, it's it's the... Uh, it's never ending. It's It's a golden era for old waivers to uh, enjoy. It's so great that all of these acts are still going strong, really. They're going really strong. There's nothing sad about it at all. They're yeah, it's they're not like selling a, places out. Yeah, it's not like a, a, a nostalgia trip or like they're playing at Starplex mm-hmm. at two in the afternoon on a bill with like 10 other bands they're they're doing important stuff would you would you like to hear who's on the bill of my show the dbs show in brookhaven georgia this weekend i would love to what what is is there a a name for the event it's the cherry blossom festival cherry blossom festival Mm -hmm. okay so the first have you played it have you played it before no okay so the first night is um, us. I mean, there's some acoustic thing up, but I don't know who that. I don't know who it is. But first, it, it's us, and then a fella by the name of Don McLean. 
Whoa. You know the American Pie guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's old, and he's so he's gonna jump up there and then band of horses. Okay. But that's a weird, weird lineup. Yeah. So it it goes from you guys to Don McLean to Band of Horses. Yeah. Yeah. He he doesn't need to be between you guys. I know it doesn't make any sense. It, it makes zero sense. Yeah. And the next night, I think. I like Band of Horses, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think that's the night. That that's the first night's the night because in the second night is. Um, forget who the f- who the first band is but then there's the fray right the fray yeah th- oh they had a song on like uh gray's anatomy or something in the 90s for the something. early aughts all, all i'm picturing is like bald piano player guy and then there's the band i don't know i think it's them and then hansen <laughs> Oh, dude. Hanson's going to close it out on Sunday or Saturday or whenever. The, no, Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they Their debut record was in 05, The Fray. It was How to Save a Life. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember who the other band is. Um, It's on a commercial right now, too. Um, All for One. All for one, I do not remember that at all. Look that up. You know the song. Anyway, the the one dude in All for One, when we were playing with Lenny Kravitz on the steps of the Capitol in Indianapolis, the dude came out on a Deep Blue show and started playing tambourine right next to me. And I just looked at him like, no one asked you to come out here. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, okay, well, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Not the R&B group, all for one. Yeah, they're I swear. Oh, really? It's them. So they're <laughs> they're on the Sunday with Hanson. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's it's kind of like Coachella. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. Like we're all the whole tour is we're basically all gonna be on Coachella like the next weekend. So it's the same lineup. Are you uh, are you gonna meet? The Hanson guys? Oh, we've met. I know we met them. They're from. Oklahoma. I know, but are you gonna stick around for their show? Oh no, we won't even see Don McLean. We're after we finish on Saturday, we're headed to the airport. We're out. Okay, because you know, you know my my long history with Hanson. No, that I was at Corby's apartment when. Mbop came on MTV or something, and I was talking about how hot the middle one was. Okay, yeah, yeah. That I thought that the middle one was a girl. Yeah, he's he's a, the ends up the boy, the drummer boy is the pretty one now, but the uh, at the time, yes, it, the middle yeah. one's the one. The that, middle one was the keyboard player and the and the main singer. The singer, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so I had a crush on him <laughs> when he was like 12. Yeah, no, they're actually really nice guys. I met, I have a picture with them and um, Casey Kasem in Los Angeles at a, at a 
some golfing event that they made us all go to that none of we didn't we didn't play golf we were but we were all there for some benefit it's weird that's pretty awesome bro but it's funny we just talked about gear and stuff they're just regular band guys I'm trying to find this festival. Is it in Macon, Georgia? Is it say Macon or Brookhaven? Oh, okay. I think it's Brookhaven, Georgia. It's a hot lineup, dude. I'm surprised you're not flying in. I know. I totally should. Bye, bye, Mr. Mary. Dude, and, and it, it, these are matinee shows, bro. Oh, curfew's at 6. This thing's over at 6 yeah. o'clock. Band of Horses goes on at 4.30. Hanson goes on the next day at 4.45. Uh-huh. We start at 1.30, I think. 1.15. Oh, okay. Don McLean at 2.45. So you're going to play for like 45 an hour? I think we're supposed to play for 75. When does Don McLean go on? 2.45. And we're at 1.15. Yeah, that's, a, that's right. Okay. So about an hour 15. So you get a full set in there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess it's less weird that it's during the day. It would be super weird if Don McLean played after you and it was yeah. like nine o'clock at night. Yeah, and there's lights going and <laughs> like we yeah. we put on our whole show and then he yeah. jumps up there and has an American flag my, behind him. <laughs> Miss American Pie. <laughs> Hi everyone. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys. I hope you guys. Uh, melt people's faces <laughs> band of horses yeah it's family time it's gonna be right hopping up there we're done in an hour and 15 minutes and we are in the van straight to the airport so when you play a festival like this does do you save tiffany's for the end or do you get it out of the way uh tiffany's is always like three to the three to the end maybe okay you know, we gotta do. There's a, you always save a cover, and then there's like the home song. If we come back out there, this we will not. There won't be an encore. There's no encore. We're walking straight off into that van. <laughs> straight into the van. <laughs> this show's over. <laughs> uh, thank you, Brookhaven. Good night. Mm -hmm. But everyone's or, been. Or good afternoon. It seems like it's a really cool setup. Everyone's been really sweet. <laughs> like they're all super nice and. They got all their stuff together. Here's the amps we got for you guys. Just everyone's super nice. That's fun. So it's all backlined. You just got to show up with your guitar. Uh-huh. Dude. Cruise up there and... uh. So profesh. We've, we've done it a billion times. I know. I know. But it's it's always, it's always profesh and it's always impressive to mm. a spare like me. Well, it's uh, I've stopped bringing. It's so funny what we used to bring compared to when you get older and you just want comfort. Uh huh. And now I bring one guitar and like the three most essential pedals I need. And I don't bring a pedal board or anything. I just put nine volt batteries in it and just. Uh, so have you ever had a a string break or anything go wrong with your one guitar? Uh, yeah, but there, the, we will have another, there's always a backup sitting over there. Okay. And I don't care what, it, I used to really care what the guitar was and the amps and just anything. And now it's like, I couldn't care less what amp is up. I'm just like, that's, 
does it work? Does the volume turn up? That's fine. Let's go. <laughs> it's going to sound exactly the same. <laughs> well, it's good. Uh, you know, I know that you are a, a gearhead at heart, but mm -hmm. it's good that you have been able to let this go over the years. I understand that what 115 on a yeah. Saturday means. Yeah. Let's let's do this thing and have fun with these families. Let's go. <laughs> Cherry blossoms. Woo! Cherry blossom. Let's go. All right. Um, let's play your last jam. We'll talk a little bit about uh, spring break and my trip uh, before we get out of here. But what do you got for your your last one? Right, I guess I'm, I'm we have just, to decide on the fly. I'm picking it because it sort of goes. Well, I mean, it, it sort of goes with the other one. But they, they could be... He could be on Sub Pop 2. So it's... Uh, a, a, he is Valley Palace. Valley? Uh-huh. V-A-L-L-E-Y. I think that there's some story like... He borrowed his uncle's guitar at some point or something, and he basically told him, if you learn how to play it, you can have it. And that's how he started doing stuff. <laughs> you looking it up? Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Am I throwing you some curveballs? I can't wait till you hear this. You're, you're yeah. really going to love this. He's from uh, Fresno, California. That's kind of what I fi I got Fresno out of it, but I didn't know. It was like, the, is that the name of a, one of his songs, or is he from Fresno? I don't know. But he's doing pretty well, and I picked a song called Back Porch. But it's cool, because he, he, he just doesn't, he doesn't give off the vibe of this type of music. But his album covers are cool because he'll be like sitting like on the bumper of a Ford truck. Okay. Like he's he's very very chill. And like you said, he like his his vibe. Like if you if you look at his uh, his Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know he he wears like flannels and. Or pearl snap shirts, trucker hats. Yeah, it almost looks like he'd be a country artist. Yeah, it's he's he's got the look of a country artist. He wears glasses sometimes. He just he looks like he's not real concerned with his image. Not at all. I think in um, <laughs> I think there's some line from one of his uh, songs called Friends or something, but. One of the lines is something like, I'm not on the guest list. I'm not that impressive. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. I love it. Yeah, he's just chill. He's cool, but you, I think you're going to like it. Okay. What's uh, So the name of the tune is what again? Uh, Back Porch. Back Porch. I'd, I'd, like a, I'd like Valley Palace to come on down for the HT Wow Fest as well. I feel like him and Goth Babe and... All these people would just really get along. Yeah. The, they would all become best friends and they would forget that we were even there. <laughs> I know. I know. But I want them to just cruise up like I want them to all go hiking and camping together. It seems like they would. <laughs> I love it. I want to say one of the producers or somebody that mixed one of his last songs is the people from Daywave. 
or the dude day wave day wave is that right yeah yeah i think so yeah 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 i think he did something with them and he said his influences are basically like the pretty and pink soundtrack and ferris bueller okay (laughs) (laughs) he he also used to work at guitar center yeah that's enough he said he learned how to play a bunch of different instruments because he worked at guitar center and on lunch breaks he would just try different things out it's about the most humble chill thing that they're possibly like who would say well i worked at guitar center so you know played some stuff Dude, I'm excited. I can't wait to hear this. Okay, let's go. Valley Palace, which is also, I don't, maybe that's some California thing. I don't know what that is. But uh, Back Porch on HTY. Now you're on the back porch waiting for my answer 
Okay, that's great. Isn't that great? He mentioned somewhere that I read that uh, one of his influences was Dive. Mm-hmm. And you can totally hear that in kind of the dueling guitar lines. Right. The chimey guitar lines. Really love that part. Yeah. And I like the, I like the synth bass. I think yeah. that's cool. And he's got a very, very cool voice. And yes, uh, at least that song Friend was produced by the Daywave guy, okay, Jackson, so that's Jackson Phillips. Okay. I don't know if he did the whole record or um, the, that new song that we just played. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all in the uh, spirit of Bobby Caldwell, Dave. Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. Bobby Caldwell. Yeah, he he was a friend of HT Wow. He actually interacted with us on Twitter when we uh, when you played his jam once upon a time on a record or on a pod not Good too long ago. Dude. Good dude. Good R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, what can I tell you about Spring Break? Did you go anywhere, by the way? No, I was up in Dallas for a couple of days. Um, and then I was going to go back up again, but I couldn't get anyone to uh, watch the dogs. Uh. So I stayed. Um, but uh, Pace went to D.C. Um, but yeah, nothing, no real big deal. I didn't go anywhere. I mean, you went on real family trip. You did the Yeah. I, I went all out. How long was this planned? Um, well, it had been in the talking stages for a long time. But I really didn't get down to brass tacks and start hardcore planning it until like January. Okay. Uh, maybe started talking to a travel agent November, December. But a travel agent? Yeah. Because Disney is now, Disney Orlando is now to the point where you kind of need help from an expert. Okay. Because it's just, there's just so much that you have to know. Um, just, you know, how to navigate the parks, how to, knowing which uh, resorts are worth a damn. Don't you knowing, almost have to set up a schedule, like almost reserve when you're going to be in line for the rides with the fast pass? and? Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that was the thing. So we went during spring break, which is the absolute worst time to go because it's when it's the most crowded, but that's just when we had time. And so this was the belated birthday celebration of Claire's 13th birthday. Okay. And so I felt like, you know, she's been to Disney a couple times before with her mom, but never with me. And I wanted to get it in while she was still young enough to think it was really fun and exciting right and not be beaten down by having to hang out with marissa and i for you know the whole time uh-huh and so yeah we did four nights three full park days so first day was universal and that was you know for harry potter sweet they yeah had, they have two different Harry Potter experiences, one at the original Universal Park and then one at Islands of Adventure. How'd you feel about that? It was great. It was awesome. I mean, I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan. I've seen all the movies. I haven't mm -hmm. read the books or anything, but um, I'm a casual. I'm a muggle. 
Um, (laughs) but it was, it was so cool. Uh, just the entire experience we, you know, we went and had breakfast there in one of their themed restaurants and, uh, the girls bought their wands at the wand store. Nice. And, uh, yeah, there's tons of shops and I mean, it really is just, uh, it's kind of like a mall that's themed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a bunch of stores to get you to spend money on overpriced souvenirs, but everything is just super cool and it's just so immersive. And then the train in between the two parks is really cool because it's uh, uh, it's Hogwarts Express and you sit in this uh, um, coach car, you know, where it's like uh, maybe eight people in a car and they close the door. And so on the one side, you look out the window and you can, it's all projected Hogwarts, you know, Uh you can can see Hogwarts in the distance. It's like you're traveling through the English countryside and, um, and then on the other side, the, the train side, uh, you can see like shadows of Harry and the other characters walking down the hall. And they mm-hmm. have conversations that you can overhear, stuff that's kind of taken from the first movie. So it's super cool, and um, really enjoyed all of the Harry Potter stuff. And then we did uh, two days at Disney. We did Magic Kingdom, Epcot, day one, and then um, Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom, and Epcot on the last day. Okay, that was that was a very very busy day, but. We had to, we, so Hollywood Studios is where the Star Wars stuff is, Galaxy's Edge. And so we had to do that. And then Animal, um, what did I say it was? Animal Kingdom? Kingdom. Yeah, Animal Kingdom <laughs> is where the uh, Avatar ride is. Oh, okay. That was super cool. And then... We had to go back to Epcot because that's where the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride is. Ah. And so all of those rides, because it's spring break and because there's a million people, yeah, so you have to... The first thing we did on the last day was go to get in line at uh, the Rise of the Resistance ride at Galaxy's Edge. Okay. The, you know, the Star Wars ride that's based on the uh, the sequel trilogy, sure, you know, with Ray and uh-huh. Poe Dameron, whatever, um, and so I couldn't get a reservation for that one, so we had to just go there first thing in the morning, and by the time we got there, the line was almost three hours long. Holy, m- okay, did, yeah. Did you wait so, but- in the line? Yes, we did it. Oh my god. Because I was like this is the this is what I want to do. This is why I am here. And you know, we've we've done all the things that you guys want to do. So please just take one for the team, take one for dad. Well, what what did y'all do? What do you do in line for 3 hours? Uh well, at some point Marissa went and got us drinks. Um so we had drinks in line and then we saw other people in line playing heads up with their phone you know the the game where it's uh you know a celebrity or a kind of animal and you have to give clues and the person holding the phone has to guess 
what the oh, word yeah. is. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I downloaded that app, and so we were playing Heads Up in line. <laughs> and, it, you know, it didn't go fast, but it it, it was worth it. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that, that you felt like you were in a movie. So is there a, a bar? We did um, go to the cantina uh, at Galaxy's Edge. Uh-huh. And... I couldn't, there wasn't really much that I could drink because everything was very, like a very sugary okay. alcoholic concoction. And it wasn't like you could just do a shot. It was, you couldn't you know. have like a beer. No. Well, they did have some beers. Okay. But I mean, I know you could, but I mean, yeah. but you can order a beer. Yeah. Yeah. They had a limited selection of beer, but it was all, you know, everything was themed. So it's, it wasn't like you could just get a sh- shot of tequila or whatever. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed, Galaxy's Edge 2, the Star Wars stuff, like the amount of detail, like you're just, you're standing there and they have speakers everywhere and randomly it will just sound like there is a spaceship flying overhead. Oh, okay. You know, and it's got like the Doppler effect where, you know, it's starting behind you and then all of a sudden it's over here. Um, You know, and there's stormtroopers walking around and it's just... All the, all the employees, all the they call them cast members at Disney. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all totally buying into the bit. You know, when we when we went up to the cantina to confirm our reservation, I I asked the dude. I said, uh, you know, hey, I, I need to check in, and he said, uh, he said, did you get a transmission on your communication device? And I said, what? And he said, did you get a text? <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, 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 we haven't checked in yet. And then after I got the text later, I was like, I received your transmission on my communication device. And he didn't he didn't remember that he used that line on me earlier. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah. Was it hot? No, the weather was perfect. Okay, good. Because that would be, to me, that would be the beating if you were like, you know, just sweating and... Yeah, I talked to Taylor about it, and he said that they were there in August, and people were getting in fights because it was so miserable. I can imagine. You know, like it's supposed to be the happiest place on earth, but when it's humid and hot in Orlando in August, no one's happy. No one's happy. Yeah, but the weather was perfect, despite the fact that it was super crowded. Uh, we got everything in that we wanted to get in, but yeah, you mentioned the the lightning lane or fast pass, they call it lightning lane. Mm-hmm. So there's two varieties of it. One, you, you, so you have to have the Disney app and one, you can buy the genie plus, which is like $30 per person per day. Okay. And that allows you to reserve a time on certain rides, but you can't, once you reserve a ride, then you have to wait two hours until you can reserve another ride. So it's not like you can just jump to the front of the line of any ride anytime. Okay, you don't wake you, up in the morning and reserve all your rides. Well, you can't. You That's the idea is that you wake up first thing in the morning and you start reserving your rides. Mm-hmm. But like I said, they, they limit how many and how frequently you can reserve them. So there's only so many that you can get in one day. And there's just, there's not that many rides, you know, there's, there's some really awesome rides, but there's not like a ton of rides that you would want to ride anyway. 
Okay. That was, that's that's the surprising thing to me is that like Six Flags has way more rides than Magic Kingdom. You know, probably mm-hmm. like three, four times the rides. But right. um but some of the rides that you want to ride are super cool. And the new rides, the Genie Pass doesn't work for those, so you have to buy a one-off Lightning Lane Pass for 14 bucks a person. That's a different thing. Yeah, that's a different thing. And so that, you, uh, you, know, you book a particular time and you show up, you have like an hour window mm-hmm. where you can go uh, and walk right up and get on uh, the it, ride. I feel yeah. like we've said the word ride a lot. And it's, it's great. It's great, and once you're there, you kind of have to forget about how much money you're spending. Yeah, you gotta. Or, just, or it'll drive you insane. You gotta lean into it. Yeah. So it was fun. We had a great time. Well, that's good. That's good. I've never, uh, never you can been. Cut, you can cut that down. <laughs> like. Yeah. Cut no. cut it down to like a tenth of what I just said. Okay. No, all that's good. So Disney, it happened. It happened. Yes. Oh, and I did. Do you ever plan to go back again? Well, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Is so our our friend Taylor and his fiance Katie, they are they're Disney adults. They're a childless couple who love going to Disney, Mm -hmm. um, just on the random whim. And they were telling us that they have like a a one night credit, and they were thinking about coming down and meeting us for a day didn't happen um but as we were leaving i did um complain a little bit okay because our our hotel was okay but it wasn't the greatest it was a little dated uh we stayed at uh, bay tower at the contemporary resort and so the bed was really uncomfortable i couldn't sleep on my side because my hip would hurt Mm -hmm. and but the main thing was that there weren't any USB outlets anywhere in the room. And we only had one block with us. And oh. so we, every night we had to recharge all of our phones. And then we also had to recharge our Disney wristbands for the two days that we were going to Disney. Because they have wristbands that act as like your park admission and your fast pass, you know, uh, little thingy. ticket, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they like scan it when you go in, and but they don't hold a charge for very long, so they have to be charged every night. And so I was constantly having to rotate devices because we just had one cord or one outlet that was charging everything. So anyway, so I, I complained, and we got two nights free if we ever want to go back. Okay, all right. Yeah, so maybe, uh, maybe next year we'll do a, an adult trip to Disney. Okay. I'm not going. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> Those, it's just not my thing. I don't know. I have no desire to. But that's. But I'm glad Pace went. Yeah. Well, and and Marissa wants to go back. She's. I don't think she's too concerned about Disney, but she definitely wants to go back to Universal and spend more time in the Harry Potter world. Could. Good. Yeah, that sounds cool. The Harry Potter thing, the, the whole thing, but still, it's wild. Yeah, it's, I was very unimpressed with the rest of Universal. Everything looks so dated, and you know they they have all of these superheroes like Iron Man and Hulk 
uh, that they don't even have the rights to anymore. You know, now they're 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 Marvel characters now. Oh, okay. And like Spider Man, they have all of these, like they have a Hulk ride. Like, who cares about that? I don't know. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, I just I I I was very unimpressed with Universal as a whole, but the Harry Potter thing is, it's worth it. Yeah, well, they're, if you're if you're a fan, they're rolling in it. I'm a fan. Um. All right. Well, let's um, let's let's play this Blur thing. Let's give away a record. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. I hope people, even if they don't try and win this record, or um, or if they try and win it and they don't win it, I encourage you to just listen to it. Yeah, just start on song one and go. It's it's one of those records. Yeah, Modern Life is Rubbish is sorely underrated, and it is our HTL album of the month. Woo. And uh, are you are you gonna roll it? You want me to hit it right now? Yeah, let's let's, let's get out of here. Yeah, this is advert from Modern Life is Rubbish. And uh, yeah, this was their transition from kind of Madchester right from leisure to Britpop this is at the advent of Britpop yeah I this think is, they had to make a move on this record if they um, if they didn't put this thing out and it, and it wasn't good I'm, Blur might not have been around anymore yeah this is the same year that uh, the first Suede record came out year before the first Oasis record. Steven Street, right? Did he do this? I think he did, yeah. You're going to make me look it up, aren't you? <laughs> you don't have to. I think it is. You need a holiday somewhere in the sun with all the people who are waiting Yeah, Stephen Street. Yeah. You're so right. He's very good at music. Yeah. Yeah, even though Leisure was kind of successful, says that uh, their label, Food Records, was about to drop them. Yeah. That's why they had to reinvent. They needed to do this record. Well, I hope you will give it a spin, and I hope you will try and win a brand new vinyl copy of Modern Life is Rubbish from our vinyl sponsor, PositiveSpin.com. Positive with a Z. Thank you to them for uh, always hooking us up with sweet vinyl. 
Also want to thank you guys for listening to HTWOW episode 68, the March 2023 episode. We are getting caught up. We might get this one out before the end of the month. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. You never know. But we also have big plans. We're going to try to get together face-to-face soon. We're going to try and get together face-to-face with you all as well. And we are going to try and do a blowout for our sixth anniversary in August. So stay tuned for that. Goodbye. Hot record. Goodbye.